This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, we head down to Otter Tail Country, where they have, as Eric has told you many times, over 1,000 lakes. We'll find out how many of them have pretty good ice fishing. Eric Osberg joins us next on the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hey, we're checking in with Eric Osberg of Ottertail Country. Uh, And Eric, basically, uh, your job, besides fishing all of those lakes and having a good time outdoors, is to promote Otter Tail Country is a place to live and work. That's that's your gig, and you seem to be very good at it. You must believe what you're selling. It's an easy sell, Kev. I mean, who doesn't like a thousand forty-eight lakes, right? Like, right. Uh, if if you enjoy lake life or hiking or biking or paddling or golfing or like, we we've we've got a we've got a. It, it's an easy sell. That's <laughs> that's the only thing I can say. It is indeed. Um, one of the things that you're, you've been watching a lot lately, I notice, is a little basketball. What's going on there? That I, Well, now you got – it's been an incredible run. My daughter plays on the Wadena Deer Creek uh, girls basketball team, and, and they were the 11th seed heading into the section tournament, and they beat the 6th seed, they beat the 3 seed, and they beat the two seed to to get to the championship game, and it's been it's each game has been pins and needles and back and forth, and it's so I haven't been on the ice as much as I'd like to. <laughs> I was actually I was actually gonna go I was gonna go lake trout fishing up in Ely. I was gonna take a trip out of Ottertail County, but uh, the championship game this you know the state state uh, a chance at state is more important, so absolutely so we had to skip the lake trout trip. That you know what you're right. That's uh, that's memories forever. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, overall, uh, what's been going on in Otter Tail Country this hard water season? Well, the good news is the ice has been good. Um, it, it, the you know the early ice it was it was it was good early, and then we got a bunch of snow, and then there was a bunch of slush. But 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 the the, the cold and the wind helped and so getting on lakes has not been a, a challenge there's still plenty of good ice um the, i was talking with somebody the other day and the biggest challenge now is with with the fish houses in this area fish houses can't be left unattended on on starting march 6th or march 6th is the last day mm-hmm. was the last day and so nobody's gonna plow roads anymore you know what i mean not well i don't mean nobody yeah but you're not going to have those those communities of fish houses that need infrastructure, and so again, I was talking with a buddy. I'm like, "Well, ice is good. You know, who knows what you know the snow is going to do? But your 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 biggest challenge is going to be getting around." Now, I did Monday night. 
it was a cold, clear night, and I was and I couldn't sit still anymore. I'm, and eight o'clock, I told my wife, "I'm like, I'm going ice fishing." She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, because I can." Um, and so I was able to drive my truck. Once I found a way to get off of the plowed road, I was able to drive, you know, with caution. Um, kind of, you know, the snow wasn't too deep off of the road. Yeah, the the, the plowed road. The, again, the challenge is going to be. If you're in a vehicle, you know, finding a spot to get off that plowed road. Um, obviously, if you have track machines, whether it be a snowmobile or, or, or ATV, you'll be absolutely fine. And the, the, the way the forecast looks, we're going to have another month, I'm guessing, of uh, hard water ice fishing. Okay. So, what? I mean, I'm assuming that Otter Tail, you know, country is not that different from the rest of Minnesota when it comes to pan fishing a lot of crappies a lot of bluegills a lot of perch some walleye any eel pout over there we've got some eel pout we've got some, yeah I, I you know I, I you know i saw that rylander was on recently <laughs> and, and he's the 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 king of burbots the and uh no there's some it, it, interestingly enough randon olson is a, is a local guide around here and he had somebody ask him to put a shack uh, on an eel pout spot, and Randon was like, uh, "Okay." So he, he picked a deeper point. The guy didn't catch any, but he saw some on the underwater camera. So um, I have caught eel pout on Otter Tail Lake. Um, I was really excited because I thought it was a big walleye, and this was before burbots were cool. This was a long time ago. <laughs> um, so they're around. I last last year. Last uh, last ice season, I was in a walleye spot, caught a burbot. So no, our, there's there's I, I don't have it dialed in. I I have never gone out with the intention of targeting burbot, but but now is the time um, to do that. Obviously, uh, the, the 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 other species, and I, I I can't remember if you and I have talked about this or not, but tulipy, yeah. Um, tulipy are are slowly becoming they're they're not as popular as burbot. But but tulipy fishing is a is a hoot. Is bourbon fishing is a hoot too? But tulipy fishing is 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 kind of like lake trout fishing. You're fishing 60, 70 foot holes, 50 foot holes, and and those those tulipy they can be anywhere in the water column. They can be 10 feet down. They can be 50 feet. You know, they can be anywhere. And like a lake trout, and and similar to a lake trout, you're playing a cat and mouse game. You're really trying to uh, keep the, the lure away from them, you know, wanting to, to engage them to bite. Um, so, so there are burbot to answer your question. We do have burbot. I don't have that dialed in, but, but the people are welcome to try. Um, tulipy maybe a little bit more, uh, I don't know if they're more plentiful, but, but they seem to be a little bit more popular in these parts anyways. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, you know, there seems to be, you know, you've got, yeah, hardcore walleye guys, hardcore bass guys, hardcore musky guys, yeah. and then you've got this this new group, uh, the 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 new renegades. I don't know what you want to call them, but yeah. they're yeah. really into anything new. If they if all of a sudden they're hearing that burbot's a lot of fun, they want to try that. Tulipy's fun. Let's go do that. Uh, and to me, that just makes Minnesota an even more enticing place to fish. Well, and I would even add suckers to the list. Yes, one of my favorite things to do in the world, especially because it's spring, right? Like, and you can, depending on what the ice is doing and all that stuff, you know, catching 
catching suckers, catching carp. Um, I know that you've had you've spoken with Garrett Spear before. Mm-hmm. Um, he was catching quillbacks in in a river in Ottertail County a couple of years ago. I'm like, what in the world is a quillback? I've never heard of that. <laughs> right. So so no, you're absolutely right. There's this new uh, trend where folks are looking for different and new species and 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 burbot, tulipy, suckers. Carp, quillbacks. Um, I would add catfish to that list. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. Again, I don't have that dialed in and figured out. But but the Ottertail River, there's there's a there's a quality catfish population in the Ottertail River. Um, so there's a you know if, if variety is the spice of life, there's plenty of spice to be had. Yeah, we we do have some uh, guys who love to do um, catfish over here. They have to they have to head hide, head down Highway Two over to Grand Forks and hop into the river. But yeah. um, well, I, that's that's a trip worth taking. If anybody, <laughs> I my boy and I, well, and again, it all goes back to it's all about who you know, right? It's right. Matthew Brewer, Matthew Brewer, and his boy Tate, and myself and my boy Willie, we went to Drayden. And we, we hooked up with the, the catfish guru over there. Gosh, his name escapes me, and I feel bad about that. Um, he, he wrote the book on, on catfish, um, mm. and, and he, he had a spot. Um, and we went up and caught some huge, huge, huge catfish uh, up on the Red River uh, by Drayden. And, uh, yeah, there's, that's, again, it's... Do you have time for a quick story or no? No, oh, heck yeah. So have I told you a story about my son's fish list? <laughs> no, I don't think you have. Okay, I'll try to make this quick. So it was like 2016. My kid was six years old, and I, I, was, I was producing a fishing show, so I worked all winter long, and him and I didn't go fishing much. And then I was going up to the Rainy River, and he was like, can I come? I'm like, no, sorry, buddy. This is a big boy trip. Um you, but but while I'm gone, I want you to write a list of 10 fish that you want to catch this summer, and we'll do our darndest to catch it, to catch them. And he did. He wrote, you know, bluegill, crappie, perch, walleye, northern, smallmouth, largemouth. And then his last three were lake trout, catfish, and muskie. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I can do seven of those. But, the other, so, but what I'm getting at is that forced me out of my comfort zone. Like I had a reason. I ha- I was not a musky angler, right? Like I did. I had maybe a musky rod, but I didn't have a musky net. And, and long story short, we caught all ten species. And 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 it 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 really is. I think that diversity is is a good. You know, it, it's a when you look at the diversity of, of species of fish you can catch in the state of Minnesota or neighboring states or in the areas, that, that, that has a lot of appeal. And it gets you, like I said, out of your comfort zone, learning something new and, and um, catching, you know, the, the, as Jason Rylander says, the tug is the drug. Yeah. And, 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 and you, know, as long, you know, fish that tug back are fun to catch. Yeah. Rylander, he's a, he, he cut his teeth in Ottertail country, didn't he? He did. He's got roots in Ashby, Minnesota, yeah. for sure. He's he's got he's got uh, he's got he's got some roots here. Absolutely. Um, he comes down. I believe he fishes the Lund Mania tournament every year on Otter Lake. Yep. 
Um, so no, and, and every year we try to hook up when he comes down, but our work, you know, my schedule doesn't always allow it. So, um, but no, he's got some work to down here. Um, and, it, and again, for anybody who's never, you know, it's, you know, if, if, if your audience is north of us, and I'm not saying all of it is, but if somebody is listening north of Ottertail County, it, it can feel weird to go south to go fishing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, yep. <laughs> You know, and I know you guys got it good up there. It, 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 it's, but it's, it is, it is again that variety. You know, that different. Um, the lakes are just a little bit different. It, it's got a little bit of a different vibe, more of a hard hardwoods setting than a than a than a you know a, a needle pine needle setting coniferous. Is that the word? Yes. Um, and and so it, it's just a different vibe, and and um, and and you know, it's, again, I. Comparatively speaking, you guys have some of the finest fishing in the world. But if, if you're just looking for a change of pace or something different, something new, um, we've got a ton of different lakes, 1,048, and a ton of different species. Yeah, you you mentioned sturgeon, and of course that's something that uh, will be very yeah. very popular uh, for those going north uh, for the rainy uh, river run, and then of course throughout the rest of the summer up there, uh, they're trying to you know restore sturgeon in a number of waters. Uh, are they doing that in any waters down your way? Absolutely, I'm glad you bring it up. It's it's been a, it's a tremendous success story down here. Um, the DNR began restocking sturgeon, which are a native species, to the Red River Basin. So they every fall, and I don't know if they're done with this yet or not, but it was a 20 year plan, and they introduced fingerlings into Ottertail Lake mostly, and then and then and then the sturgeon could then you know, go from Otter Tail Lake up or down the river into the, into the system. And the guys are catching, there's not a lot of guys that, that target them. And Otter Tail Lake is a big lake, 13, 14,000 acres. So it's hard to pinpoint where exactly they might be, but a lot of accidental sturgeon. And in the springtime, when you're sucker fishing, like I have watched, my boy and I have watched, Dozens of sturgeon at a at a, I don't want to call it a dam and I don't want to call it a fish passage. It's just one of those things where the water runs over. You know what I mean? I don't know what exactly that's called. It's not a dam. It's not a fish an official fish fish passage. But we've watched rolling sturgeon. You know, as they do their spring migration, um, I've caught a forty five inch sturgeon on Ottertail Lake. Uh, it happened during a walleye tournament, so I was pretty jacked up for. A, about 15 seconds because I'm like we're going to win this thing and I'm like no that's too big but no the sturgeon of the sturgeon restocking story in this system anyways in my opinion is a success story it, it it's worked the, the the you know it takes sturgeon and I'm not a biologist but I believe it takes you know 25 years before they're mature enough to reproduce naturally yeah um but but there's some 40 50 plus inch sturgeon in this system now um and and my son and willie and i have gone out and specifically targeted sturgeon in this because there's a catch and release only season down here i think it opens june 16th um don't quote me on that check your eggs yeah but um we've gone out and specifically targeted sturgeon and caught them and 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 that's again what a what a what a fun it didn't take us all day. We went out after work. I went out. We went out after work. The sun was setting. Got a sturgeon. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. On a Tuesday. Yeah. That's why I live here. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's an easy sell. <laughs> Again, I'm preaching to the choir. You know, a lot of your audience lives here in an area like this too, but but uh, but it's an easy sell. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Eric Osberg, my guest. He is about all things Otter Tail Country, and we will continue the conversation next. Hi, this is Chuck Hassey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country. Eric Osberg is my guest. He is the Rural Rebound Initiative Coordinator of Ottertail County, which means he tries to get people to move to Ottertail County, or Ottertail Country as I like to call it, and he likes to call it. He's got a lot to sell, including over a thousand lakes. And we are talking about some of those lakes, even though they are all covered with ice. What seems to be the hot bite right now on as far as hard water goes, and what do they like? It's going to be that panfish bite, and it and it. I don't know if it's hot as we speak today, but it's going to get hotter, right? Like again, a lot of the waters in Ottertail County are moving waters. They're they're connected. There's flowage, and so you get a lot of oxygen coming into a, a lake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, safety first. Don't go right next to the edge of open water and try to catch a bluegill but but there's going to be spots where water is coming fresh water is coming in that's going to bring oxygen in and so what we'll start to do is again safety first extremely safely we will start to target in front of those 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 inlets um those weed you know the 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 crappies may have been in those deeper basins um, and now they're going to start to migrate towards that, 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 that moving water, that, that fresh water. And so finding a weed line, whether it be 10, 11, 12, 14 feet, um, adjacent to one of those inlets, um, can be a good place to start. And the, yeah, the crappie bite, I, I mean, I'm, I get more excited about personally, I get more excited about crappies and bluegills, but, um, that's going to be my primary focus here over the over the home stretch over the last month of ice fishing, trying to figure out if those crappies have moved out of those basins and into the weeds yet, and and how it's it's kind of a one two punch. I like to run a, a smaller rip and wrap, a, a number four, a number you know I forget the numbers, but a smaller rip and wrap is kind of an attraction attraction bait, and then just a 
a tungsten with with some waxies or some plastic, and you know, if they're hyperactive, they'll hit that that rip and wrap, and that's fun because they smack it. And if they're a little bit more finicky, you just gotta twitch the twitch the worm in front of their nose, and maybe they'll slip it in. So um, that's the that's. I'm not saying it's hot right now, but but some of our best ice fishing, some of the best ice fishing is ahead of us. And, yes. and again, it, it's it's. I can't stress this enough. You got to approach it like first ice. It's just in reverse, right? Like you you know when first ice comes along, you walk and then you snowmobile. Well, start checking holes or start punching holes to check the the quality. The quality. The, it's not as much as how thick the ice is. It's how like rain back to rain and olson we were on a we went out a few years ago we went out to go sight fishing and we cut a hole for sight fishing i like to pull the ice out and and it was you know 20 inches of crystal clear ice and it was late in the season well then a week later two weeks later we went to otter tail and we cut a same deal just to see what the ice was like we weren't even going to fish maybe we were if it was safe but we pulled the chunk out, and it was it was twenty some inches thick, but it was all crumbly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, one trick you can do: drill a hole halfway down. Like, don't punch it all the way through. Drill it halfway down. And again, I got to give credit credit to Andon for this. And and so drill your hole, clear the snow out of there, and just watch the hole. If the hole fills up with water, which it will when the ice is deteriorating, not so good of ice. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And you can even tell when you're drilling the hole, is it coming out in 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 hard, clean shards, or is it coming out of your hole as you're drilling, is it coming out in clumps of whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah. You've seen that, right? Like, mm-hmm. it just looks different late in the year. And so you just, you're, you're, there some, some of our best ice fishing is still ahead of us, but just you got to bring the rope, you got to bring the life jacket, you got to bring the picks. And you got to take a safety first approach. Okay. Yes, yeah, safety first. That is key. Hey, just, I, and I don't know if there is any, but do you have any lakes that you're aware of in those thousand plus that, you know, are really just, you don't hear much about them during soft water, but just for whatever reason are really great places to fish during hard water season? Well, I can't tell you that, Kevin. <laughs> Well, oh, I didn't ask they for a specific. I just asked if they well, existed. Well, the answer is yes. The answer is <laughs> a yes or no question. The answer is yes, but I can't name them on. I can't name them on air. Of course, it's, you um, it, it, We we have a lot of those lakes, and and I and I I, I say that jokingly, but with some seriousness because there's there, you know there's three four hundred acre lakes that once word gets out, they get beat up pretty bad, and yeah. and and with. You know, and I'm not anti-electronics, but with some of the electronics that exist today, it's a lot easier to figure out a you know you know a 400 acre lake with a population of big crappies. You get four or five people with a forward-looking sonar, and it's it doesn't take you long to find them. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. but those and so what I would say what I, again for the audience's sake. Spend some time on the DNR's website and just look at their 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 results of their surveys. You know yeah. that that's public information. That's public knowledge. Now they might not be as up to date as we would like, but you, it doesn't take long to start looking at a lake and be like, "Ooh, there's a lot of big crappies in that lake," or "Ooh, there's a lot of big bluegills in that lake." Um, 
And and again, just if if you find a gem, please respect the resource. And you know, um, you, you, my buddy Matt Parker likes to say, just because you can catch a limit of fish doesn't mean you need to kill a limit of fish. And uh, and, yes. and and so that's a whole other thing. But but anyways, no. So there's a lot of hidden gems. I just sorry, I can't. I, <laughs> I know. I can't. I I would I would take you, Kevin. I would if you came down. I would take you to some, um, but I can't. I can't tell it over the air. All right. Well, you know, I mean, uh, as a reporter, I need to ask the question. You you, you got to try. <laughs> yeah, right. I get it. But most of you guys are really disciplined. I, I got to say, you're very disciplined. We well, yeah, and, and then you know, and then then the whole Facebook thing comes up, and and people like to inspect the background, and oh, I know that spot, or I know that lake, so. Um, you got to be careful. Uh, loose lips sink ships, Kevin. And you you, you got to protect. Uh, got to protect the bite. Got to have one. You got to have one ace up the sleeve. Well, good for you. I mean, that is that is good for you. That's I'm I'm not being facetious. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up with a fast five. Is your brain ready for the fast five? I'm I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. Here we go. Fast five. Who's with me? (laughs) Question number one. Eric Osberg, dogs or cats? Dogs. Most outdoor guys go dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Question number two. This could be controversial. What is your favorite pizza? Pepperoni. Oh, you're a classic guy. This is straight up pepperoni. Give me a a tombstone pepperoni and I'm happier than a gopher and top (laughs) third. I haven't heard that one before. Uh, <laughs> question number three. What is the biggest fish you've ever caught? It's going to be that sturgeon, that 45-inch sturgeon. I've caught some muskies. I've caught a handful of muskies, but none of them have breached 45. So 45-inch sturgeon, Otter Tail Lake, accidentally. All right. <laughs> I did. It, was, it wasn't a foul hook. I just wanted, I wanted it to be known. It was in the mouth. Um, it wasn't a foul hook, but 45-inch surgeon. Okay. Question number four. What is your favorite movie of all time? Ooh, now that's tough. Um, this one might be controversial, too. Uh, I'm a big movie guy. I love movies. I'm a big movie quote guy. I love the quote movies. I, I was a Star Wars fanatic as a kid, so I, I, I kind of got a... And I still am a Star Wars guy. If, if I could do so, that would be one. And if I could do a one A or one B, um, Pulp Fiction was it was a was a still is a favorite of mine. And any Coen Brothers movie, Big Lebowski, those types of things. I have I have I have weird taste in movies, but um, so I'll stick with Star Wars if I got to pick one. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we I'm kind of in that same era. Grew up and. Eighth grade, went to the theater. Yeah. Wow. Well, and it's cool because cool. they've kept the they've kept the franchise alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mandalorian and or, you know, like they, 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 there's still fresh content coming out and it's all relatable. So it, for, for an old Star Wars geek like me, like I'm going to watch the Mandalorian. Sorry. Yeah. Judge me if you want, but I think it's cool. <laughs> well, you and Matthew uh, Brewer, you yeah. guys can talk about that because he loves that yeah. too. All right, question number five, besides fishing and or hunting, 
What is your favorite sport? Football. Yeah, I know you're coaching it these days. Yep, I coached junior high last year, and it might have been the greatest two months of my life. Like, it was it was so fun. Um, I played a bit as, yeah. a, as a younger man. Um, was able, was fortunate to play after high school. And um, it, I, I, I find myself, I'll watch reruns of old football games rather than other sports like I just I just love I love the I love the way it looks I love the it's it's the ultimate team sport Um, I I just football hands down I would probably watch more reruns of past games if I wasn't a Viking fan (laughs) so okay so as long as we're on the subject so (laughs) I I bought a a subscription to NFL.com or whatever this year and I could watch I couldn't watch games live but I could watch replays Mm -hmm. and so I don't I can't I get too emotional watching the Vikings live so I I watched the Vikings like a Netflix series like episode one episode two and it was so dramatic right like you get to the you know the the Washington game they come back and win there's other game and then there's the Buffalo game and then there's the Indianapolis game like it's like a season on Netflix man oh it's, wow um, and then you know it didn't end the way we wanted because to your point we're Vikings fans. Yeah. <laughs> what what position did you play in your playing days? I was a DN. Okay. I was an undersized. I was slow. <laughs> I wasn't very strong, but I I was and and I would I would tell my kids this when I was coaching. I was able to flip the switch. I was able to become mentally a different person. And and that little bit of psycho goes a long ways on the football field. <laughs> like John you know, John Randall, right? You remember John yep, Randall, right? Yep. That 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 psycho, that little you know, controlled, you're not cheap, you're not dirty, but you're you're not the same person once you step on the field and and then when you step off, now you're back to kind, empathetic, intelligent human being. <laughs> But on the field, it's it's just it's just mano a mano for battle, and yeah. so that that's why I was able to yeah. have as much fun as I did. Well, listen, Eric, if we're interested in what's going on in Outer Tail Country, uh, where's some good places we can go to get more information? Well, you can look for Otter Tail Lakes Country Association on the social medias: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and then you can always visit our website, OtterTailLakesCountry.com. All right, he's Eric Osberg. Uh, he uh, he makes a living talking about Otter Tail Country, and he does it very, very well. We love having him on the show. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time today. Always appreciate it, Kev. Hey, just a little tease of what's coming up later on this week on the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. We are going to hear from Brad Leiferman. He is a bass angler, spends his summers on the soft waters of the Brainerd Lakes area, but his winters on the soft waters of Florida. And we talk spring turkey with the Northwest Minnesota Regional Wildlife Manager, Blaine Clemick. But that's it for now. I'm Kev Jackson. As always, thank you for spending some time with us. Bob Bunyan, country, country.